This is the Rugby Muscle Podcast, talking all that you need to become the best rugby player you can be. Now here are the Rugby Muscle Coaches, TJ and Alex. Yes, what is going on everybody, it is TJ, the host of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, bringing you another podcast uh, straight to your ears in your little headphones there, or are you just listening on speakerphone? It doesn't matter, let's move on. I'm joined, as always, by Alex. Yo. What's going yeah. on, mate? That was like the most Alan Partridge-esque intro I've, I've heard of you, mate. <laughs> by that, you mean it was great? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a goal. Okay, well, we've already rambled on too much because we haven't introduced our guest on this episode of the Rubber Muscle Podcast. Fitzy, what's going on, mate? Not too bad. How are you guys? I'm all good. Let's uh, quickly give a proper introduction to yourself. What, where, where do you come from? I know we did it literally 10 seconds ago before I realized <laughs> I messed up. Do it again and uh, give a little intro about your rugby history and whatnot. So uh, I'm Dara, I'm 17, from Ireland, and uh, I'm playing with the Monster Under-18s clubs. Awesome. All right, but before, I was going to ask you another question, but I've realised that I've got ahead of myself. Alex is frantically Googling, I think, at the minute, because he knows what he needs to do right now. <laughs> it's time for the Facts of the Week. Alex, you've got two people yep. to impress with this fact this week. I'm not going to impress anyone as a fact, mate. Um, but it is um, topical because we've got Dara on here. Now, Dara, you might be able to correct me on this, mate, because I haven't actually Googled this one. It's just like something's bouncing around in my memory. Wait, uh, you know what you know what a fact is, right? Yeah, it's when you make something up and it's, <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> yeah, if the internet's told me anything, mate, is that facts can be anything you want them to be. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. So, Dara, let me just... Ulster... Um, on their flag they got a red hand right yeah do you know where that came from I believe it was from the, the freedom fighters in the early 1900s not a story I heard but the story <laughs> I heard is much more crazy so so essentially like back in the day back in the it might not even be Ulster it might be somewhere in Wales I can't remember but essentially they had a, a race to see who would become the, the lord of a town or whatever it happens to be. And yeah. it was the first one to get from the, I don't know where it was, the beach, I guess, to the castle door. The first one to touch the castle door wins. Um, and the guy who won was losing, so he chopped his hand off and threw it at the door. No. That's, <laughs> that's a fact. Check the internet. Who it says. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's an interesting fact. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this. I mean, I'd rather have a fact like that that is absolutely ludicrous that may or may not be true and literally was called out to be incorrect five seconds before you gave the fact. I would rather that happen than just a boring fact about space or clowns. Space so is good. fucking wicked. Excellent. Excellent work. Right. I'm, so I'm actually Google. No, that's there. enough from you, Alex. We're now going to... Uh, we're now going to get into the meat of this podcast, and it's a little chat with uh, Dara. I wanted to, because I know 
that a lot of our listeners or you know a decent little percentage of our listeners are around your age you know young yeah. rugby players looking to get into academies or looking to potentially one day be a professional rugby player which is I'm assuming is your goal right still that's the dream yeah. you haven't given it up yet like me and Alex no, have no no <laughs> I was good never good enough to be a professional player mate you still haven't given it up no, no. I said I was never good enough oh how, Alex, how old are you? Um, thirty. Oof. You look old. Your hairline says different, mate. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm in good shape at thirty. That's okay. Oh well, thirty's not old. Like that, thirty. You should be peaking right now. Yeah, we'll call it that. That's yeah, what excellent. All right, so Dara, give a little um, intro here to how you got started. Like, when did you first start playing rugby? Um, did you play other sports? And when did you realise that uh, you're actually pretty decent? I suppose I started playing rugby when I was about... I must have been seven, I think. Um, nice. I played, another, I played another sport called Gaelic football. I don't know. Do you know it or not? I know it. I, yeah. I've coached a couple of Gaelic players. Yeah, I've coached yeah. one or two. I've, um, I played it once for a laugh. And basically <laughs> just ended up playing like for actual football. I couldn't be bothered to pick it up. Yeah, so I, I've been playing two of those since I was about seven. And... Um, I only I gave up Gaelic football kind of two years ago just to kind of pursue around rugby. But anyway, so I was just brought back by my mom one day with my friend and I said I'd give it a go. And I really liked it, so I kept, I just stuck at rugby. And uh, I suppose it was around 12. Um, we started, you know, playing all different teams. We started properly playing different teams and blitzes and stuff. I noticed that everyone was just giving me the ball and throwing me into everyone. You know, I have six or seven people in my back. So Yeah, so you, a, you were that suppose, kid? You were that kid that, uh, like, eat, in in the UK, especially, like, when you play Essex teams um, and age group rugby, there's each team just has one big fella that they give the ball. So that yeah, was you. you. That, uh, that video of that Australian kid. Where, yes, um, the Tongan kid. Yeah, that was pretty much He's it. He's Reds now, isn't he? He's what? Yeah. You've been watching, playing for Reds now. He's, um, no, he's not Tongan okay. Thor. There's, a, there's like an eight-year-old yeah, kid. The fella, the... Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. and the one who looks for contact as well, like yeah, he goes out yeah. of his way to run into a little kid. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. When I was young, I was like that. I just loved the contact. I loved all the physical side of rugby and everything. But, uh, no, but- yeah, then um, I kind of, I turned fourteen, fifteen, then, and I got into kind of a, a regional setup in my county. So uh, I trained with them all summer, and then eventually I got trials for Munster with all the rest of the the top club players in the province. So there's about 150 at that trial, I think. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, got through that trial anyway. Uh, got picked for the summer squad for the under-17 development squad. Uh, worked all year in a training camp and that. And now I'm about two weeks away from, um, from starting in the, the camp for the Interprovincial Series at the end of the summer. That's, oh, nice. that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so... What age did you start actually looking to train outside of rugby? Because obviously most, like, I know for me, when I was like 14, 15, I think even, yeah, even 16, I didn't do anything outside of rugby. I only, like, I would go on a one-mile run pretty much every day just to try and not be so fat. I didn't, like, have any sort of rugby-specific training. So... I wonder at what age you decided, right, I need to maybe get into the gym, I need to start practicing, become good at a sport. Because I think that was one of my shortcomings is I never realised until, you know, I hit about 17, I was like, oh, actually, I could be a pro. 
Yeah, okay. So maybe it was I was about 14, I think. And, you know, when everyone kind of starts off in the gym, you know, they're looking through bodybuilding.com and, you know, bicep curling all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, going for the one-mile run, as you think. And um, as you said, so I was I was that guy. Like, I just used to do that a lot. And I was just looking to do any kind of gym I could. Uh, then I was just kind of scrolling through, looking for another program to do. And I just look, I looked up, I remember looking up rugby, rugby gym program one evening. And up came rugby muscle and, you know, I thought I'd give that a try. Life changed. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and did you see a lot of progress when you first started with these, um, with like the bodybuilding.com stuff, all the basic stuff? Like, did you see a lot of progress then? Um not really like well obviously i like obviously i gained like a bit of muscle you know just from doing movements like i did like i knew i had to work a lot in farm and stuff so like you know i didn't i didn't go into it just like kind of blindfold that i like i did like to work on my farm and i like i appreciated the science of it and you know all the hard work you have to do to like perform the movements better and stuff mm-hmm. awesome so uh yeah I, I suppose after about four or five months like i just the progress kind of stopped so i was like geez i have to do, i have to do something more than this like cool when when you were looking to to do something more did you was it like the education there did you know that you'd have to start like, uh, it's kind of 50 50 yeah like, i know i was i was interested in the like the education side of it as well but also like i knew it wasn't making me go to rugby like it was just making me look i'd know more aesthetic or something like like i was always like a chubby kid like i know i suppose losing weight was kind of a thing i wanted to do but then i like i realized you know geez i could be I could be a prop for monster, like if I put my mind to this. So, you know, I started thinking, like, what what kind of movements in the gym can make me a better rugby player instead of just looking better. So, that's when I kind of started like looking YouTube videos on how to do Olympic lifts, and you know, I started practicing Olympic lifting, and you know, I started perfecting my squat, deadlift, and bench, and all that. Yeah, practicing a lot. Yeah, for sure. And um, since you we're put into the monster setup. Have you noticed a difference between how the guys think? But so, say going from your provincial team to the to I say provincial, not the right word, the regional side to the monster side. Do the guys act yeah. different? So, is there a specific kind of setup we need for like mentally for these guys? Um, I suppose yeah. There was there was a big obviously there's a big golf and standard like in the playing standard, but I uh, like. And the gym kind of side and mental kind of side and everything was all kind of the same, the same thinking. Along the lines of like this, the, your club guys also thought the same as your your monster guys, or your monster guys all thought the same as you. Uh, the monster guys all kind of, or no, the club guys all kind of they thought the same as each other, and yeah, the monster guys kind of think all the same, but then the club guys are kind of different. Yeah, I'm with Absolutely. you. I'm, I'm with you. So. Um, how many of the the actual monster guys when you first got to camp? Because it was last summer, right? It was your first last summer. Yeah, there was a panel of thirty of us. Yeah, that was when I was tri- I was uh, coaching you through that. So, how many of them had a lot of prior experience in the gym? And did you think that that gave you an edge that maybe you had a little bit more? Uh, I think I would have been the only one to be honest. There was maybe there was maybe two or three that were on like they made the Interbro team like a year early. They're still playing with me now, but they were on it last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they would have been the same. Like they would have had a lot of gym experience, a lot of gym knowledge. And um, I guess then, so do you, I think when do we actually? When did I actually start having you as an athlete? When did we start? When did I start coaching one, you? One on one training was it? Yeah. 
Uh, I think it was April 2016. Yeah, yeah literally a year ago, right, I believe, because yeah. it was to try yeah, and get yeah. you ready for these. Uh... So, right, so um, firstly, I, I guess, the, like, and you, the listener, it's, I, I'm not trying to sell anyone here. I'm just trying to look into the mindset of an athlete that wants to make himself a professional. So, obviously, like, one-on-one particularly, rather than just getting any training program is expensive and there's heaps of free information free programs or whatever that you as you hinted to earlier that you can pick up yeah so what made you decide that you wanted to do one-on-one coaching and shell out like you know a good bit of money that you might not have access to to do that well uh i started working in the shop i had earned my dad's supermarket a bit of money to spend like so thought to myself you know i'm i might i have a bit of money like i might as well use it to improve myself like not using it for anything else other than food or clothes or you know going out or something so you were working at uh, your dad's supermarket yeah what were your hours for that so what would like break down a uh, a typical week when you were working in the supermarket and then uh receiving your coaching and training as well uh so like kind of like a busy week for me in, during the summer i'd uh probably i'd work on a monday uh, from about nine to six, uh, might go to the gym after, and I'd be up in the morning then very early because I live very far away from all the the training camps. So I'd be up about five or six in the morning, and I'd drive four hours into the training camp and I'd stay there for two nights. Uh, oh. Come back on a fr- come back on a back on a Friday morning. Uh, get in, I probably go to the gym again, and then I'd be working Saturday, and I might go to the gym, and I'd probably be off Sunday just doze around the place you know sleep in eat a lot of food were you really tired on those sundays um like did, w- my, at what point did you socialize and hang out with your friends did you did you have time to do that uh, yeah, i had plenty of time to do it you know i probably my sleep probably took a bit of a like my I probably uh, dove into a bit of like my sleeping hours you know i'd stay mm-hmm. out till two in the morning whatever playing fifa with my friends or just walking around the town having fun Good but um yeah the sundays would be a bit Maybe a bit shagged, all right. Like, but if I was eating fine, like during the week, you know, I'd be okay. Nice, Alex. I heard you barking in the background. There was that. Were you going to ask a question or something? I was um, just commenting that that was commitment to actually making himself better is is commendable. You know, like he's got this this mindset where he might enjoy a beer or two next year, I guess. And um, <laughs> but main, but yeah. But I've seen your Instagram, mate. <laughs> but, um, but the main thing is that he, his rugby is a priority there, and he, he understands that he's got to put the time and the work in to get somewhere. I just mean that's really commendable. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get into some stats here. So um, before you started, you know, this time last year, did you did yeah. you have any impressive lifts, and did you find any lifts that actually have really come along and helped you on the pitch, and how have they helped you on the pitch? Uh, I'd say this time last year, um, I remember I remember going up to the gym, and you know I was kind of just working on my clean pull and my snatch pull, and I could I think I could only like I think I could only clean about I think it was about thirty five kilos or something forty kilos, and. Um, yeah, I think my Olympic lifts the one that's helped me the most on the pitch, like just be more explosive and powerful. But um, yeah, my one rep max would have been about forty kilos, I'd say, with poor form. And uh, just about two weeks ago, I, I cleaned about ninety two point five kg for one rep max. Nice. That's good, mate. That's a huge improvement. Did you video it? Yeah. 
I didn't. Oh, you Why am I not? Yeah, I need to be more aware of this. That's yeah, awesome. No, I'll do it again. I'll get you a video. Yeah. What about your um your more? I guess that's the main movement for you guys. But what about your movements? Are like your squat and your dead squat? I suppose this time last year, I would have been my one at max would have been about a hundred, hundred and ten yep. maybe. And mm-hmm. you know, I I use that as, as like my last kind of warm up set now. I, and my one at max this I think last month I hit one forty. Nice. Good improvement, man. That's that is yeah. a big improvement. It's also like easily attainable as well. Cause, so it's like, what, 20 to 30 k- kgs in a year. Yeah. When you think about that, and that's not even, it's not even a kilo a week, not even close to a yeah. kilo added of weight a week. So, I mean, anyone listening, definitely like, it's, it's you know, if you just keep progressing like that, then soon enough you're going to have a huge squat. But it's not about like too many people maybe end up being in a bit too much of a rush and I think we're all guilty of it a little bit where you're like a bit disappointed in one lift and then you want to add 10 kilos in two weeks and when you don't get it you just burn yourself out and it just keeps being a vicious cycle so I think those actual stats said out loud is probably definitely beneficial for boys listening in yeah yeah um, you mentioned before Dora about when you first came to um the inner circle when your main goal was to lose weight because you're a bit of a fassy yeah um how, how has your diet changed and like what's um what's been the biggest deal about that um i suppose at lunchtime i don't know it's a bit of a tradition in ireland you get a you get a hot chicken roll so a chicken um, roll hot chicken what, roll what, yeah. what do you mean a hot chicken roll like like a it's chicken like a in deep, a bun deep fried chicken in a in a baguette with cheese with toasted cheese and you know you <laughs> might get bacon or stuffing and something in it uh, now, now I'm hungry, but um, yeah, yeah, I just kind of cut those out and started tracking my calories, and you know, like I kind of tracked. I just tracked one day of like how I used to normally eat, like before I started like seriously training and putting myself into rugby seriously. You know, I was eating like three thousand, nearly four thousand calories, like yeah. pure shit. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's actually yep. as if you listen to our last podcasts about diet. And about how everything is about calories and how about like literally most people don't realize quite how many calories they're consuming especially when it's like crappy calories like a oh, i don't want to call it crappy but that that chicken rock <laughs> sounds so that. good <laughs> yeah i know they were good but um yeah I've, i kind of ju- i just cut out all the like the stuff that was making me tired you know my my energy levels just changed like after two or three weeks of just properly tracking my calories and putting good food into me and um, I was about when I started like the in the like the first time when I joined you, I was I think I was like eighty, I was eighty three kilos. I think September September twenty fifteen out of weigh in with Monster, and I was eighty seven kilos. You're quite tall, aren't you? Sorry, quite tall, lad, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm six foot now. Nice, yeah. Yeah. and but, still uh, growing. Yeah, yeah nice. when uh, but that September twenty fifteen, I was eighty seven kilos and. You know, I wasn't re- I wasn't fit or anything. Like I wasn't as fit as I was now or anything. But um, I weighed in this morning 113 kilos. I'm definitely still like I'm way leaner than I was back then, and you know awesome. I'm fitter than I was, stronger and everything. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about fitness. So um, I remember that was one of that's definitely got to be one of the focuses of the coaches at uh, Munster, correct? Still working at it. Yeah, I know. 
was that was that like is that what their feedback was that you just need to step up the conditioning a little bit or pretty much yeah the at uh, one of the fellas in my position got dropped there the last night of training just because they told him his fitness simply wasn't good enough and like he was just behind me in the sprints so like I kind of just watching my tail notes like you know watching my fitness so I like they don't use it as an excuse to drop me or anything yeah I presume it works like the English academies where they just drop you for any reason essentially yeah. They look for an excuse essentially to kick you out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty dog eat dog, I believe. Um, so that's okay. cool. Um, talk to us a little bit about a little bit more about your conditioning, about like any conditioning or what you're currently doing to try and get fitter. And also, want to touch on the fact that you said that you know with your fat loss and stuff, did that go hand in hand with being better conditioned? Like, did you lean out and then all of a sudden like feel like you were fitter or? Was it something else? Uh, yeah, as as I kind of leaned out, yeah, I've, as I leaned out, I felt fitter. Um, at the moment now, they're just kind of working me on. Um, it's kind of just a lot of shuttle runs and stuff just to get my like my cardiovascular mm-hmm. like capacity up and whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, like they said, there's nothing wrong with my top my top end speed or anything. A little bit on the acceleration side, all right, I need to improve, but it's mainly just you know just putting in hard work and and like loads of sprints and just a lot of shuttle runs and. It's like not. It's not. Not over forty meters, really. Cool. It's nothing really glamorous cool. as well, right? Like, yeah, um, like we. I remember doing a lot of the acceleration and speed work and talking about your, your yeah. body positioning and stuff. And it's some people that, especially at your age moment, they're in academies and stuff. You get you get these freaks that are just ridiculously fast without even putting any effort at all. And it's realizing that like. It's good to know that you've got weaknesses because it means that you're not one of them. But that means that you have a lot more potential. You have uh, things that you can improve on, and and you're doing the work to change that, right? Yeah, decent. That's good stuff. Uh, Alex, you got any more questions yeah, for? Yeah, I do actually, mate. Um, I don't know if you boys know this, but it was the England under eighteen schools finals today. Nope. Any- no. Oh well. It was um it was a really good match, but I, I I very much enjoyed it. But are you still playing schools rugby or uh, there's, said, there's no like, schools no schools rugby down down where I am? It's all Gaelic football down here. Oh, all guys, it. Yeah, uh, my my, so, my school will be very good yeah. Gaelic football now. They won they won two All Irelands in a row. School in college football, yeah. and they won four Not monster happy, titles but. and everything. Decent. Yeah, fair. So I was, I was going to say, is there is there a big step up between the schools and that but clearly that doesn't even count <laughs> uh yeah but no but we'd, we'd we'd have played the like the monster schools team and you know they're they're another step up from us all right like but um like this the training they get in their schools and stuff is just it's it's uncomparable like to club training mm, for sure all right yeah. so i guess what i want to talk about now is the little transition that you've made because you i'm i'm technically i guess i'm no longer a coach like we still chat off and on when you need extra bits in your training but what is how different is your training now to the stuff that you were doing when i was hitting you up every week uh in the drop box well um i've kind of come together with my strength and conditioning coach um and we've kind of he's acting as kind of a, a one-on-one trainer with me now like he's giving me my own individual stuff and whatever but i have i have said to him like that i was doing personal training for a while like and it was very specific to rugby and uh, he asked me a lot about it, but um, yeah, at the moment I'm kind of in a, a hypertrophy phase. I'm just trying to kind of get bigger before this interprovincial thing. I'm 
I have another two weeks left of it and I'm not sure what I'm going into next. I think I'm going into a bit of speed, more speed and more focus on my conditioning just before the training camp. Nice. Um, so how long have you been working with him for? Uh, the last, I think it's the last eight weeks. Yeah. So there was a little period there in between that you like you didn't have any direct coaching from either me or him. Um, yeah. Was that, did you struggle with that or did you enjoy like writing your own stuff, sticking with your own stuff? Like, did you learn a lot and then figure that you could apply it to yourself and whatnot? Like, how did you go about doing that? Yeah. I, uh, I did like, yeah, I did quite a lot of reading and stuff then and like researching and I did construct like a bit of a program for myself. I don't know how good it was like, but you know, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed making it for myself and like, I didn't, I don't think it did me any harm or any good. I don't know if it did me any harm or did me any good, but like, you know, I just enjoyed like the whole process of learning well, it and, you know, did you did you feel your performance or even just your physique like improve as you did that training your own little one? Uh, yeah, I think it did. I think yeah, my my performance is it was I like I mean I maintain my performance definitely like, um, and I I have gotten leaner since I started like cool when I was making my own program. You know, I lost like two or three kilos and I kind of put it on again now. But <laughs> sounds like it did you good though. Yeah, because um, that was one of the things I wanted to point out there was that obviously when i was talking about the one-on-one coaching and and how you made the sacrifice and where you look, looking at where you are now as a rugby player it sounded like a bit of a pitch but what's quite cool about this is that you've come full circle because some people don't like the commitment of having a coach because you know they don't want to they don't ever see an end to that if you know what i mean yeah and what's quite cool yeah, about yeah. it is that like you know i've taken you or we we've worked together and we've got to you know quite a high level of you know you're now at the at the monster and you're an established part there and i like that you know because you've got school and stuff you just didn't you know you couldn't afford it it literally wasn't it didn't make any sense for you to carry on and you know throughout our months of training together you learned enough and you obviously you, you're passionate about it you've done your research you put together stuff and so there is an end to it and you've managed to to do that and that's that's even that's like probably like alex would you agree uh, you know aside from the accountability part of having a coach like that is our end goal is you know education uh particularly with the nutrition stuff um stuff so that you learn that you can eventually cope without having to rely on either of us yeah, I would actually 100% agree with that. And I'd even go one step further that while we love working one-to-one with guys, um, we want to be able to send people away to be able to look after themselves. Because to us, like training, um, either for, the, for like just for feeling good or for um, a sport, isn't the end goal. The end goal is a lifetime of kind of looking after yourself and being well. Yeah. Um, we bet you to stick around with us for a lifetime but we want you to go away knowing what you can do and knowing um how to perform things safely and well and then if at some point you want to come back and get um get top ups and that's fucking brilliant but for us we'd rather you were uh we'd rather you were safe and progressing yeah like i wouldn't well i would have figured out a way and, and i even did of keeping uh fitzy on for as long as possible in spite of the fact that, you know, he couldn't work because of school and whatnot um, and keep him progressing. But I realized that 
you know, he has the, or he had the tools. He knows what he's doing now. So it was it was quite good just to let him have a, a couple months of trying it out for himself. And then I guess like what what made you go back to uh, using your Munster Academy coach, Fitzy? Uh, well, what did he was, offer you? Um, my my kind of provincial or my regional coach. Just I was talking to him and. You know, he was asking me, how are you doing in the gym and what kind of programming are you doing? And I said, I've just been making my own programs. And I know he's a bit shocked at that. Like, he was like, geez, what if you injure yourself or something? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, you know, well, I haven't done any harm yet anyway. And he just kind of laughed that off. But I got an email a few weeks later then, and it was from the strength and conditioning coach. And he just said, look, I'm going to come down to you. I'm going to you, hook you up with a program. That's decent. And that's like, what's important there is that it's not, that's not just some random one that's specific again for you and I guess this guy I mean obviously it's not his full-time job just to take care of you but it's his full-time job to train rugby players as well and yeah yeah, he works for Munster so the better he can make you the better it is for him yeah awesome Um, Alex you got any more questions left here or no I'm pretty good I quite quite enjoyed this one actually I've been quite quiet it's been nice (laughs) I've enjoyed you being quiet, to be honest. It's always nice to hear that from you. Excellent. All right, uh, Fitzy, have you got any closing remarks that you'd like to to give out? Um, this is your free audience, uh, thousands of listens a month. You know, uh, plug your Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like. You can follow me away on Instagram. You want? It's at uh, darafitz underscore. And um, for everyone listening, I suppose is. Uh, Keep working hard. Yeah, inspirational words. Keep working hard. Good stuff, <laughs> mate. Um, I do have a like literally one last question for you here. What would yeah, you perfect. be doing if you if like, none of this worked out? So if you were just if you never found if you never looked for rugby muscle, you never looked for rugby strength and conditioning training and whatnot. Like, what do you think um, you'd would have what you'd be at in life? What would I be at in life? Uh, I don't think I'd be doing very much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> That's deep, I right? don't think I'd be playing this level of rugby anyway. I don't think I'd be this far up, like, in the chain. Uh, I'd still probably just be playing away with my club, like, having, having the crack. Because like, most people in my club, like, you know, they're, while they are great people and all, you know, they don't take it as serious as I do. Like, you know, they're, it's still a good laugh and all, like, but it's kind of annoying when you're trying to break through into, like, a professional game. Sweet. That's awesome. All right, that will round up this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd be so kind as to go ahead and go on iTunes, Fitzy's already done it. I'm not even sure. Alex, have you even given us five stars on iTunes? Um, I don't know, mate. I think I did. I think last time you brought it up, I went and did it. I don't know. Really? I don't, I, I don't listen to podcasts, mate. Why would I listen to this? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? If you, li- if I you know, listen, you realize how stupid your some of your facts are as well to be honest and you don't, you don't want to be exposed I, I say every week that we should stop doing that <laughs> yeah to be fair you do um all right i'll tell you what there is one review i wanted to read so uh it's joe sykes he leaves the review getting obviously five stars he says i've never really known so much valuable information to be for free and I'm, I'm guessing, again, he's not talking about your fact of the week. Uh, since listening to TJ and Alex and their various guests, my gym work has improved massively. I've had Olympic lifts to my program along with 
other exercises and techniques that have improved my rugby incredibly. In the last few months, I've progressed from under 18 at my clubs to playing regularly for the first team and county under 20s. I'm sure the fine-tuning in the gym and my diet have helped significantly. Get listening. That is an awesome review. Sykesy, get in touch with us. I want to give you a little uh, treat for that, as I said before. Right, and that, as I said about five uh, minutes ago, last, brings us... I do have a last remark. What? It's about... I have a last remark about the uh, Ulster thing. I'm okay. just saying I was right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are right. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I was saying that you're on Facebook, mate. You've seen it. Yeah, that's the end of the podcast, boys. I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>